If I die tomorrow, I hope you hear these words. I ain't here to flip no birds or sit no serve. Hope the future generations can get this urge. Stay woke, youngin', and avenge these nerds. Uh. It's Tuesday. It is that time. It is, and that opening never gets old. No, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> Shout out to Lou Sif, Lou NYC. If you guys want to hear love more you, from brother. Lou, make sure you check it out. We got uh, his Destructoid link in the description, so make sure you guys hit that link to check out his album, The Agenda. Lou, again, much love to you, brother. You'll see him on the 100th episode of Nerds, which is going to be next Tuesday, episode 100. Guys, yo, that's so surreal. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Look at us. Who would have thought? Well, uh, before we get into the episode, just some quick um, news. So, Medusa's Cascade, make sure you guys are checking that out every Saturday. Is the Medusa Cascade in the description after the show if you want to see some other dope little, streams, little nerdy up, content? Little update on Medusa's Cascade there will be no new episode of the actual campaign, but instead, we will have a Thursday episode dropping of the first episode of the recap series. Ooh, so, collateral, recap. Re- collateral recap with our boy Alex will be dropping this Thursday. Yep. Go check that out. So you have no excuse. You can catch up on all the episodes. Yep. And if you guys want, go to the Nerds Network uh, in the description where we share all of our friends' streams and everything from podcasting, streaming. So if you guys want more geek content to follow, make sure you're checking that out in the descriptions. So without I like further that. Ado, Nerds Network. I like that. Yeah, I like that. We're networking with people. So without further ado, because we want to get into the juicy, juicy topic that you all come to join us for, which is WandaVision, because we got a lot to talk about. And we already have some people here. Wait, where is it? We have Jarrell. Yes, 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 Jarrell. What's up, brother? brother over at comics cast make sure oh, you check man. him out what's Jarell, up, what's you up? gotta catch up man you gotta catch up yep you do <laughs> and um well let's bring this guest out first because he already has some fans in there like ooh, they're already giving them cheers right there so our first <laughs> fan is from um, the show um pretty much he's uh doing his own thing over his channel he's beating it up over there i want to give it up oh what people don't know is that me and this guest we actually were high school we or high school mates, freshman and junior year. It was awesome seeing this guy. Um, you could check out his show, Real Reviews of with SOCOM. Um, they deep dive into some of these shows and all that, especially uh, him being with the Christian faith and everything, which, again, is pretty dope what he does. Bring it up for Jordan Ortiz. What's up, brother? What's going on? Yo, yo. Happy to be here. What's going yeah, on? Happy to be here. So you got fans, and then you got the that dope stormtrooper yeah. mask right there in the back i'm gonna hide it because you're, you're trying to snatch it that's what you're... so wait is that a red helmet or is it or is it like just the lighting happens to make it look red uh, no no i got red, red light in myself it, no it's 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 a um it's uh, the captain cardinal version of the helmet of Ooh, the, you got, you, helmet. the fan oh. club is here brother there yeah, we go yeah, that's that's my sister she's the one she's one of the ones on the show with me man <laughs> Nice. Well, we thank them for watching, brother. We thank them for watching. But guys, make sure you check out his channel. The link is in the description. Give them a like, subscribe, follow. Again, check them out. Um, next guest we have here, we've seen this guy at cons. Um, he runs a convention called um, MCon out in Long Island. He's a big anime fan, does some great stuff. He's also doing some great live drawings. There's a lot I could say about this gentleman, but he is always awesome to see around. Give it up for the one, the only Mikel Supreme. What's up, Mikel? What, 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 what? What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up what's going on? Going on. What's going on, brother? Hanging in there, man. You know, I'm just living the life, living the dream. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't we all right now, right? (laughs) Yo, I haven't seen you since, like, in Miyankan, what, like two years ago now? Oh, I miss you, man. Uh, It's been too long. It's been too long, brother. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I miss and beyond, man. It was a it was a nice show. It was nice, wholesome. You can just chill and hang out and oh, so many man. friends to talk to, man. But you know, it is what it is. So you guys are ready to get into this episode. How did you guys feel about the uh, WandaVision? Um, we'll start with um Jordan. Go right ahead. Listen, man, there's there's so much <laughs> stuff to talk about in this episode, it's ridiculous. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna start at the end. I'm gonna go way to the like the whole the whole way they plotted the whole show out, I thought was genius. Um, my favorite part was Wanda walking through the like the whole grid when she came to the cops. I think that scene right there was perfect because it reflected uh, Magneto so well, and it was the same kind of thing. Remember, because Magneto kind of same flipped, energy. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like it, like um, when he flipped the guns on him. And then she did the same thing. I think hers was a little more violent, though. It was just kind of like to her, she, she controlled them instead mm -hmm. of just the weapons. But the whole episode was dope, man. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Mikael? Uh, I have to say, man, uh, I'll, I'll say this. In the first few episodes, it was like a slow burn. But if you're talking about just the recent episodes, yeah, man, it was definitely getting into the meat and potatoes. You know, uh, we definitely had like a nice cool appetizer. And now we're starting into the entree. And I have to admit, man, Wanda is a beast, man. I mean, we got a little taste of that in uh, Endgame when she was going up against uh, Thanos. So, mm -hmm. but, but I did not know it was going to be at the, this level. I'm talking about like almost God tier at this level right now. <laughs> and I, I, I have a theory that she's still like barely tapping what we've seen in the comics. Barely tapping what we've seen in the comics. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we're she's like she's like tiptoeing on that like omega mutant level type of status mm -hmm. right there and we are you know getting to finally seeing her powers of warping reality like we get a little mm -hmm. bit of that when we find out about what she does with the clothes and how she's just turning kevlar into just regular uh you know a 70s getup. um but -hmm. like this episode was on fire and i have to give a shout out to disney for giving us a 40 minute episode i can't yeah. with these Yo, these, for these, real, these man. 20 minute episodes were killing me and oh, then i yeah. saw right? I was, i'm watching i'm like yo when is this gonna end because i know they're gonna do me dirty i thought like when she went back into westview they were gonna cut to black and be like wait till next week i was like word there's more <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was one of the longer episodes i did i realized yeah. that like midway through myself and i was like uh, I was like this should be ending soon. Like, <laughs> how many episodes? I think uh, nine. There's nine total. Nine, so so we just hit episode five. We have four left. Yeah. Oh man, I hope they're longer. You yeah, get like if, a, you get like a season two vibe out of it. I mean, like, you think that they have enough uh, uh, enough gap to go ahead and do a season two out of this? I mean, I feel like I'll call it now. They could if they wanted to, but they're not going to. I yeah. mean, even if they did, it would probably be after uh, Multiverse of Madness. Because mm, I think, you know, because I think when, when Kevin Feige was talking about it, like this is literally leading up to Multiverse of Madness okay. and how she's going to get involved with uh, Doctor Strange. And, you know, even with the antics that we saw with the, the recasting that we saw at the end of the at the end of the episode, you know, there are there could be oh, oh, multiverses oh, colliding. There, there's none of that spoiler stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, do the thing. Oh, do the thing. Do the thing, Tom. Do the thing. give my spoiler warning yet. <laughs> do the thing. All right. Do the thing. All right. All right. All right. So, uh, as always, on the Nerds of the Round episode, we are a spoiler full show. We are talking about <laughs> WandaVision episode five on a very special episode. So, there will be spoilers. Be aware. Be scared. And if you haven't seen the show yet, why you watch? I mean, I appreciate you watching us right now, but you got to go watch the show. <laughs> so, yeah. Tony Stark has died. Pietro <laughs> has died, but now has come back as your man, 
Evan Peters oh, from the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think he wait, wait, right? Evan, How are you going to put that in the spoiler warning, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's the spoiler in the spoiler warning. <laughs> yeah, no, I have, I have just, no shame. Do you think this is the start of now introducing the, the X-Men franchise into the MCU? You think that's why they did it that way? I think they've been hinting at it. And the fact is this is that someone pointed out that Marvel – did a big uh, purchase. Disney did a big purchase, by the way. They, they they purchased all of that Fox content, which included the X-Men, the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And the only one who knows how he's going to introduce stuff is the man himself, Kevin Feige. And he is laying breadcrumbs right now because we know how he loves to lay breadcrumbs. <laughs> if, if you notice with the details of, one, she manipulated the clothes of Monica, right? To now be... Um, from from the existing thing that she had, right? Yep. You also see it where you she has a Pietro, but she manipulated to have a Pietro that's still here. So she's manipulating reality to be something that's she's plucking them from other universes. And she's like, oh, like in another universe, my brother still exists. I'm plucking them out. So I think she's just gonna keep pulling in, pulling in, pulling in other other sources to make up and construct the world that she wants and loves. So, no, I'm loving the comments here. Like, yes, this is going to lead into the Doctor Strange movie. We already seen her in the poster. Thank you, BK Apologist. And, yes, um, this this is going to be a reverse version of House of M. Yeah. I really think so. I yeah. think that, too, we've been saying because they hinted at House of M in the very first episode with the Battle of Wine, um, which I thought was pretty dope. Um, we're going to get into that engineer. So we we we're we're looking good. We're 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 jumping ahead in this. Um, so I mean, how did everyone feel when um Agnes was breaking character and everything in that first scene? How did um Tony let you leave? I think that was. Oh, oh. not my guy. Go ahead. Oh, oh, uh, I mean, I was. We were watching it, and I was like, "Wait, what happened? Did did she just like try to run it back? Like you know, line? I I was. It was very much uh confusing, but also. This isn't uh, apart from what we think, who we think Agnes is. We think we think she's Agatha Harkness. So we think she has a much bigger role to play in WandaVision. Uh, Agnes is definitely not like the rest of the of the Westview inhabitants, like how we saw when Vision did the, uh, you know, the the the, me- the the mind wipe with Norm and Norm just started going like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I I was taken back, like seeing her, having her react to Wanda and then just seeing Wanda just kind of tiptoe around it, like kind of brushing it off like it was it was nothing. And I think it leads later on in the episode two when Wanda is just open about her powers in front of Agnes and wondering what that's about, because that was never something we saw in the last four episodes. And now we're seeing that today. And she's telling Vision like, oh, it's nothing. She missed it. Or it's just it's just Agnes. Uh, so yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, breadcrumbs of of who she is and getting that reveal. Right. I, I I'm, I, I wanna, I'm of wait, that before theory. you take this long. I love that theory. Yeah, go ahead, Law. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was I was gonna say like she like I saw the comment. I'm like definitely with it. I still kind of think she's Agatha because they're like all roads lead that way. Mm-hmm. But they definitely gave you a very big red herring if she wasn't. Yeah. You know also, I mean? also, too, Dottie's information was missing from the whiteboard. Oh, yes. interesting. Who, who is Dottie? That. 
who is yeah. that? Yeah. And Mayhem is weighing in. He thinks it's a, I don't think she is, Mike. I'm going to pick on you on that one next week. Don't worry. Your cup, Mike Mayhem will be on here next week. His- Listen, that man doesn't believe this mustache is real, so we can't trust anything he says. <laughs> wow. Okay. Mikkel, get, get, throw, throw, throw your thoughts in there about her breaking character and everything. Well, what, you talking to me? Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm thinking that, you know, um, for a minute, I, I, I had a theory that she was probably one of um, Wanda uh, personalities, you know, like, you know, like Wanda created this whole universe from her mind uh, in a way. So I was thinking that maybe Agnes was probably just like a, like a multiple personality trait, like, you know, like, you know, when she was talking to uh, Wanda, like, she knew who she was in a way that, you know, and, and uh, that she was part of her. That's what my, uh, my theory was a little bit. You know, like a multi-personality trait, that kind of thing. If that makes sense to you guys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is you know? a very big hint. So I, I've been looking at all those theories to say I'm with Charles. <laughs> you know? We're getting a lot of good ones here. Good nuggets. Jordan. But there have been many glitches. There have been many oh, yeah. glitches. I mean, don't forget in the, in the other episode, I thought it was like an editing issue when, you know, uh, something <laughs> went wrong and then Vision just suddenly stopped. And then and, and then refocus right back into the into the script in, in a way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, what just happened? It made you like, what? What just was something wrong? And then I realized, oh, that was part of the whole thing. She was like just flipping the script on it on everybody when it comes to it. Yeah. And just like really quick on to your point, Mikhail, what something I noticed is that when we go back to the outside and we see what Darcy's saying, Darcy's always saying, Oh, she cut this out of the feed. So it's getting to a point where I'm watching WandaVision, I'm like, Am I watching Darcy's feed or am I watching what's actually happening? You know, and like we really notice those things like when the rate, the aspect ratio changes, that's usually the biggest dead giveaway. But it's, you know, what happened with Vision, I think like last episode when he did that cut, was that what Darcy saw? Not what really happened in that moment. And I think it's just really like making your mind rattle because it's like the super meta thing of like, what am I watching? I'm watching the TV show in the TV show or am I watching the TV show? (laughs) <laughs> when when yeah. vision when vision did his thing to his to uh his co-worker tone do you think that wanda saw that i no. noticed you don't no, think so i don't i don't think so i mean when when uh, when when wanda um kicked out uh monica out of out of the out of that out of that zone there no one got the saw, saw that they just saw her after the fact mm-hmm. so i mean i still well, think uh, they just but, want they, they see what they want to see i mean from the tv show but what i'm what i'm saying is can oh can Wanda see it? Like, can Wanda see how everyone else is interacting and doing their thing? Or did she create this town, essentially, and kind of gave them free-ish will? Like, Jordan, what do you think? I think, I think, here's here's my concept. Like, all right, so kind of like going to the first point. Um, When he, when they broke character, to me, that was the most haunting scene in the entire series only because they, there was something deeper going on. So when you look at her character and she says, you know, do you want me to go? It's almost like they knew something within each other, but Wanda was unaware of it at the moment. And that's what made it creepy because Wanda was unaware of something. And I think that was the biggest thing for me in that scene. So what was your, what was the, uh, the other question you had? So essentially is Wanda, like when Wanda has this world running and, and, and everyone kind of has, some semblance of free will mm-hmm. when vision did that thing where he's he's starting to see things bleed through from the other side and he manipulated homeboy's memory to kind of clear his vision right does wanda see that because she doesn't acknowledge or address that at all 
No, I don't think she saw it at all because she looked completely shocked when he told her, hey, listen, I did this. And I and I right. and, I, and I mean, she looked completely freaked out, like, wait a minute, something's going wrong. So I think totally that she did not know what was going on in the background. Um, and th- that would also lets you know, kind mm-hmm. of like she's not the one in complete control. She's she's controlling some aspects. And I yeah. think I, I think a deal was made behind the scenes so she can get vision back. In order to bring him into, I think there's something else, some other element. I think I don't know. This is just my me speculating because so more than just her like running through shield, running through sword, and just like taking him. You think that she? No, I think she did that. I think she ran through sword to take him. But I think there was there was a deal made in order to bring Vision back to life in some way Mm. with another character. Okay. So I think that whoever that other character is, a lot of people speculating Mephisto and things like that. But I think whoever that other character is, they joined together to bring Vision back. And part of the deal was that she would control that world to some degree. But I don't know. Up to me, the, my theory is going to change with every episode as they introduce new information. Mm. But that's just something to, you know, to kind of chew on. Maybe that's what's going on. All right, that's the Mojo theory. I'm gonna, uh, if, yeah. if Mojo ends oh. up being real, I will buy you a drink. Um, <laughs> I got a question. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got a I got a question. We have a question Go coming out from the fans here. So this is on coming up. So Mayhem Mike, who to- who dubbed Tone Frankenstash, um, have you guys noticed the commercial connections between Wanda's traumatic past? Um, we'll start with you, Mikel. Uh, yeah, I I noticed something was going on. I mean, I know the commercials with like with Hydra and all that kind of thing. Is that what you're speaking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hydra commercials. Yeah, yeah I, the, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, you don't forget. I mean, uh, she was like a product of Hydra, wasn't she? Like before. Um, um, what's the what's the name? Um, you know, I'm talking about that robot, the uh, Age of Ultron. Ultron, Ultron. Yeah, before yeah. Ultron broke them, broke them both out. I mean, like they were a product of Hydra, right? From the mm-hmm. Super Soldier Serum. So I'm thinking that you know she still have like some kind of uh, like some kind like deep inside, like she knows who she is and where she's from. So all those things are coming back to her to remind her about Hydra in her past in in a way. So that's what I'm getting from. But to answer that up, answer the other question about like those other people, you know, that she control the other people aspect. You ever watch Dragon Ball? I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. <laughs> you ever, you ever know, you know, like you ever seen the Baby Saga when Baby came from uh, Earth and took over the whole planet Earth? Everybody was, everybody was basically doing their own thing, regardless. Bulma was still making machines and all that kind of thing, but Baby was still like the puppet master behind scenes just doing everything so he got to be the eyes and ears throughout the whole entire planet but everybody was still doing the thing as as he as he just watched from from behind so i'm thinking that in my mind that that's what wanda is going through that she is like the puppet master but she laid back into another back to you again with the multiple personality trait Mm. that she um, she doesn't know what she's doing but she has another personality trait inside of her controlling it like a darker version of herself like a dark phoenix in a way so I'm thinking that's what's going on. She's just laid back while another personality is just controlling everything around there. But there was a theory going on about that that um that's that um that swan when the when she was having the babies, she couldn't she couldn't make it disappear. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Something going on there a little bit, you know, like something's happening where they wanted they they know she had no control of that at that matter in that frame of mind. Does that make sense to you guys in a way? No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, no. Yeah, Jordan, you want to tackle that question? I mean, for me, the the Legos episode, I think um, the Legos commercial was, I think, perfect the way it did it. I mean, it brought in one of her biggest traumas because, I mean, you look at that scene when she brings him up to try to save Captain America and that and all the people die in that building. She is traumatically just messed Mm -hmm. up. 
But the fact that the commercial brought it in, and I don't know if you guys have already talked about it before, but are those two people in the commercials her parents? Because they're kind of alluding to that. There's a theory that. that that might There's be her parents. Yeah. What? There is a theory. And, and, and it's interesting how it kind of plays into that, the whole mother-father trying to protect their young, be trying to wipe up the blood away. I mean, because that to me is cool because they're playing on that fact that she needs somebody to come and comfort her. Right. Mm -hmm. Looking deeper into the commercial, because, again, that blood, you know, like uh, one of the quotes, it, let me see, I had it right up here for when you make a mess, you didn't mean to. I'm, you know, <laughs> yes. I thought I, I thought it was hilarious, <laughs> but she definitely didn't mean to. Yeah, she didn't mean to do that. I just thought it was wonderful how they just put that little commercial in to just attach it to that traumatic experience. Well, it's it's funny too because um, I'm I'm gonna give it till next on this because I'm gonna point out what Mike says because this is this is a parallel that we've noticed is that each commercial also has represented an Infinity Stone because the color and all that that's what I've seen mm. and yes that's that's because um you know you had the first one with the red stone and all that so because again look at the colors the colors like it was in black and white and everything mm. um and again she can't affect the kids so yeah so to uh you know to the to the commercial thing you guys are like you know all hitting them and like yeah we've been definitely noticing them with you know the traumas and the infinity stones with the first one the toaster being a stark toaster and then stark shells was on top of the building that she was in <laughs> Zarkovia, and then the toaster being like the dot in the middle mindstone uh the second one was the watch strucker's watch strucker with the experiments with the mindstone for her and her brother mm -hmm. uh, and then the time with the watch being the time stone the uh, Hydra Soak, I think kind of the same thing with kind of Hydra being involved with everything. Mm. But the Hydra Soak, I guess bath, I guess it's a bath ball, was shaped like the Tesseract, the Space Stone. And mm. then um, we've got the Lagos paper towels, which we mentioned. And because it was a liquid, a red liquid, we think, you know, reality. So right. definitely like two more commercials are going to happen with traumas Ooh. that happen to her. Probably assuming one of them is probably going to be Vision being killed. Um, and they're just going to be representing the the stones but i also think what's interesting too is that wanda has like shown different aspects of the infinity stones in this world mm -hmm. she's right. done different things with time and space and we're definitely seeing the whole reality thing of just changing reality itself which was you know one of her comic book powers that we haven't really seen you know in the movies so far uh not to breeze to the next point but mikhail brought up something with ultron that reminded me of a conversation i had this weekend with uh ziggo shout out to ziggo from comic tube um he said that we've never in the in the Age of Ultron movie at the end we don't actually see Vision take out Ultron right at all. It it's kind of fades to black. And even if he did, what makes up Vision is Ultron, right? Mm -hmm. So theoretically, by her bringing Vision back to life, she might have technically just brought back Ultron, which is like which is. Like something that I'm like, oh, please tell me that's the long game. Because I would hate, hate passionately if they just like dismissed him as like some throwaway character. I was definitely frustrated when Ultron was wiped out and, you know, in theory, because I'm like, this dude is devastating. He's not like no throwaway villain. He's a devastating character. Now, one thing I'll, I'll just say this has always been an annoyance of mine with Ultron, his moving mouth. I hated that. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 I, I wanted the like the, the face shield or yeah, something. Yeah, because to me it was creepier just having that wide open with the red on the inside, just that voice coming out. I just thought it was creepier. But when they made him talk and it looked like the machine had lips, I'm like, come on, dude, really? I mean, we might get a redesign if he does come back. If, I hope uh, so. I hope so. He needs a round two, man. 
But I feel like she might have accidentally brought him back, and like Ziggo brought up a really good point with that. So now it's like one of those things in the back of my head that we're gonna see Ultron very, very soon. Yeah. Well, um, let's look. Let, let, let's look at this on um, more about um, the foreshadowing of Photon, Monica becoming Photon after um, you know her CT scan. It comes out blank with um, a bit of white and black lightning, um, black likeness in it in her costume. Mm. Um, is it safe to say that we're getting more foreshadowing? Are we going to see this character, um, Jordan? I'll, I'll let you jump in on this. Yes, we, we're definitely getting Photon. I think definitely. I mean, it was too many illusions. They alluded to the fact in Captain Marvel, like when when her name was mentioned, you saw like this grimace just come over her face. And so I know that they're going to play on that, whether they play on that, you know, during the whole WandaVision or not. I'm not sure. But I know that that seed was planted for the future. So that way, when she does, because I think she's going to eventually appear in one of the big MCU movies. I just think that they're going to have to build that story. A lot of a lot of talk has been going on that she's going to appear in uh, uh, Captain Marvel 2. It's confirmed. She's going to oh, okay. so Captain even, Marvel 2. Yeah. So already we already know she's going to show up. And I can't wait to see how it happens. How How is it that she comes into her powers? Even though a lot of people have been speculating that when Wanda threw her through all that, that's something that actually activated that gene in her or mm-hmm. something. Now, I'm not sure. Is is uh, Fo- is Photon an actual mutant or does, did she just get her power I'm in the comics? Like how? I think she got her powers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think she's a mutant, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. And she also had the title of Captain Marvel in the comics. Right. Mm. Yeah. To, to my knowledge, she was like actually one of the first Captain Marvels before the Marvel they have in the MCU came out. Yeah. You know, I always find that they should have started with her first. I think that would have been a great opportunity for for a little bit of diversity. Yeah. You know what definitely. I mean? If, if, if it came down to it. But, you know, I know they did it why they did it to sell comic books, though. That was the main reason. So. <laughs> it's it always too, to sell comic It was too early for her time. <laughs> but, she, yeah. but she is a prominent hero, and now she, we're getting her on the big screen, which I think is pretty dope. Tone, what yeah. do you think about it? I mean, I mean, it's all like you guys said. It's all but con- it's all but confirmed. I mean, we knew when she got casted as Monica Rambo. When are we going to see Photon? Uh, right. I'm, I mean, like what I'm what I'm interested in is seeing you know her emotion her emotion towards Carol, like. John like Wu said Captain Marvel and she was like I'm deflect just Yo, miss it miss me with it just right. miss me with it you know this is my like and I think it probably has to do with the fact that you know her mom died her mom died from cancer and her mom died alone and she probably feels like why wasn't my why wasn't my mom's best friend there mm. obviously in the grand scheme of things Captain Marvel is doing something all over the universe because the the because the earth has the Avengers, but you know, you don't make that connection because this is someone who your mom was like, like this with, like that like was your this mom. This literally best takes place. What days, a couple of days after like the, the second snap. When yeah. Yeah. Back. Yeah. So like, there's not enough time for Captain Marvel and her to kind of do the thing before she ends up in that, in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that'll be an interesting point, that tension between the two of them. I mean, we'll probably get it more in the second movie, but I think that'll be a good uh, plot, you know, than that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think they will touch that man. I, you know, uh, um, you know, I really honestly don't think so. That's just my opinion though, but you never know. They might. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to what, because with this show, we're seeing like them either Easter egg drop names vaguely tiptoe around certain things. And we're all like, oh, they, they mentioned the Fantastic Four. There's the four on the fucking thing. The astronauts. They have literally just gave us hints of everything. And we're mm-hmm. connecting all the dots. I want to see what their end game is. Because mm. 
aside from Mephisto bringing back the X-Men, a lot of the stuff that we're kind of expecting to see, I feel like there's something in their back pocket and that we're all going to not see it coming. Like they're going to come from left field and we're just going to be like, how did we not pick that up? <laughs> like what in the world? And I'm, I'm here for it. hundred percent. I mean, I know Elizabeth Olsen has said, unless it was, um, you know, unless it was the, the, uh, oh my God, uh, the Evan Peters reveal. She has said that there is a reveal in this show. That's like super surprising. Mm. So it could be, uh, it could be the aerospace engineer, which I don't, I don't think it will be that. Um, but it could be something else because I don't think Evan Peters was, um, you know, that that's it because he may just be, you know, there for a blip and then he's kind of gone, you know, yeah, no pun intended, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and then he's there, he's there for the show and then kind of when she comes back to reality, he's gone because her reality is that her brother's dead. And it's right. kind of like a, like a wink to us as fans that, hey, we're going to do this, just not yet. Right. Um, you know, but a, but a but a question I wanted to pose to everybody was just kind of like, what's the deal with director Hayward? You know, what do you guys think his his end game is? We first saw him; he seemed really chummy with Monica, and then all of a sudden, he's just he flipped. He reveals this side of him where he thinks that Wanda is just this this terrorist, this aggressor that's turning this entire town into like a a, a zone. What do you guys he's think? Dr. Doom. <laughs> he's, he's the um what's the senator from the x-men um kind of guy like he's the guy like he uh, just sees powers yeah. and he's like i'm not here for it like they're yeah. they're too dangerous they need to be in check blah blah, blah. and he's just 100 not here for it so i feel like he's gonna be set up later on to be one of those like with um uh what is uh what is Red Hulk's uh, Colonel, whatever his face? I know face? Oh, yeah. Um, like, I feel like he's going to be oh, one lightning? of those guys. Thunderbolt? Thunderbolt? Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. Yeah. Like, he'll be one of those guys <laughs> later on, we'll see down the line, where they're like, yo, we got to, like, I know we had the Sokovia Accords, blah, 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 third, but we need to, like, st- like, approach this again and really, like, get these people in check. And I like how Mike pointed out Senator Kelly. Senator but, Kelly, um, yeah. That's, that's what, what I was what, thinking. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Like, I feel like eventually down the line, he'll be one of those kind of characters. And no, he's not a scroll, Mike. Stop it. Behave. <laughs> <laughs> a scroll uh, director. Oh. Jordan, what is your thoughts on that? With that question, um, with, with with that character, I think I think I'm I'm gonna agree with your boy because I think he is gonna be set up for the the, the person who's against the mutants, like the mm. Senator Kelly. And I think it makes a lot of sense to kind of set it up his origin kind of here. So that when he does appear in the bigger films, that he's like mm-hmm. a real, you know, threat. And I think I think it's a great a great theory. I think it could definitely work. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> he's from, he's from a place of power. If by the yep. by being the director of uh, Sword now, and by showing that display of power, and like him pretty much pissing his pants because of Wanda, like <laughs> he has all the fuel to be like, you know what, I don't want this. And I'm going to do everything that I can to make it not happen. Right. Because you could even see his hatred, right? When they said, well, what's her name? Wanda. Does she does she have one of those silly names, you know? And they're like, no, just Wanda. I'm like, of course, Carly Witch. I want to know if he was here. affected by the Avengers in any way, in any of their collateral, like, we, incidents. We may. Yeah, because like, some, we, some of we, the characters are like that. Yeah. Do we have enough information uh, at this point to know if, like, maybe he was in New York at the time of the New York incident or any of the other spaces that the Avengers have been, and he could have lost his wife or whoever. 
Well, we know that he was uh, at least familiar with the Sokovia Accords. Mm-hmm. So there's got to yeah. be some tie into his his origin point and character to saying, okay, it's something there affected him. Because again, like kind of like what you guys were saying earlier, he totally flipped the script once he saw Scarlet Witch, and mm-hmm. like he he's like, oh man. And then well, he walked out of there, and then that's when she everybody turned on him. And so it just I don't know. I think there could be something more with that character going on. Well, I do like the Mar- um, the Magneto homage that we got yeah. there when uh, <laughs> yeah. she turned all the guns on him, kind of like what Magneto did in the first X Men movie. But Mister mm-hmm. Supreme, what are your thoughts about Director Haywood? I want to get well, your thoughts. Well, me being a, a comic book writer and storyteller and whatnot, I mean, you always need that ordinary human that's that's against um, powerful beings that's that that's God tier. You know, you have Lex Luthor in the DCU. You mm-hmm. have. Um, uh, also, that general that's against Superman. You also have uh, what you mentioned with from X Men, things like that. So it's it's, it's pretty much a, a common knowledge and law to actually have some kind of regular human who's powerful and has a lot of ties to a lot of things, and then always sometimes sometimes they put like a tragic backstory to it all. Like you never know; they can always recon every anything they want to do if they want to make it seem like the Avengers did something and they're trying to save someone and it affected his life with he's got his wife killed or whatever case may, <laughs> case may be. I mean, you never know. They could always recon it, but, uh, but it's always in, in that kind of story because you cannot have every villain be like, oh yeah, I got superpowers. I'm being evil and being bad because <laughs> I am. You know, you need that normal human person. So we, the humans, the readers, the viewers can relate to that character and see why from the other side of the of defense, why he's this way. So it's it's just common knowledge of law and storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's going to be similar to like what happened with Spider-Man, right? Like we just found out that, you know, Mysterio was this dude who used to work for Stark. <laughs> yes. And I'll, like that, that was bugged out. You know, I'm like, yes. you, like Mysterio just worked for Stark, but it yep. was a good way to play on the story. You know what I mean? I think it was, it was smart. It was well done. But that was that blew me out of the water. I'm like, that's oh, he worked. Oh, you know, and then all of a sudden they started bringing on all these other characters. They had this whole coup of of uh, gruntled, disgruntled workers that, who did, came against Tony right? Stark. You know yeah. what I mean? Only so, thing I didn't like about that was that you know they put in way too many ties and too much things on Tony Stark's shoulders. I mean, yeah. even had like um the vault. Um, we're talking about from the first Spider-Man movie, um, Vulture. You know, the, oh, the Vulture. He also got messed up because of Stark's industries. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, to be fair, Tony has the reach and means with his company before yeah, he, but- before even even before he like started actually owning up for a lot of his decisions and, and, and things that he did, he has a lot of shit to like pay for. Yeah, so but- it's not out of the realm of possibilities that his money can walk and stretch the lands of the earth. It still well, feel like lazy writing, though, man. I mean, well, like, that's you know, what I was it's, gonna. It's so, it's so convenient. Like, oh, let's just say Tony Stark did something. <laughs> There's other rich people out there with different businesses that can do that same well, wait, thing to them. But technically, Vulture started because he owned a um, business to clean up and all that. Right? They were cleaning up the yeah, the yeah. Mess. and then, yeah. but then Shield stepped in. Shield, mm. but Tony Stark was still behind it, though. It was still he Stark wasn't behind. Shield. He wasn't behind. He he stole t- Stark technology to build what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So he was stealing Stark technology, and 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 Tony, in a way, was kind of like Peter's Uncle Ben for the MCU. That's what well, they pretty were pretty much. Yeah, I get that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. So that's kind of like how they tied in Tony when it came to that story. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Like, yeah, you you, I mean, he's been set up as the big weapon manufacturer in it, and I guess that's how they were tying Tony Stark more into his world. Is mm-hmm. that oh, they're stealing his tech and all that, right? Yeah. 
So, you know, and then we're going to jump in again to potentially another famous person, another famous smart person in the MCU. Who do we think the engineer is that Monica references? Who do we think? It has to be Reed. There's no way that. So so I I was watching, I was watching like someone say, say, and they were like, not only was it mentioned with the, you know, I know, you know, an, an aerospace engineer who can possibly work on this kind of things, but um when she was first um like what when monica was first coming back to sword and she was walking with howard and he goes yeah a lot of people lost nerve um after the last few years that's that's an indication of like they probably already went on their mission if they lost their nerve after some incident in space that would have really traumatized them oh yeah yeah oh yeah i i'm i'm fully on board that they've already done They've they've already mm. gone. They've already gone to space, and you know we can think whatever the hell happened with the snaps, right. so multiple <laughs> snaps, and or cosmic solar rays, or whatever the hell have you. Yeah, the Fantastic Four are around, and the Baxter Building is in the Manhattan landscape. It just hasn't been <laughs> called out yet. Um, uh, and uh, what do you what do you guys think, Kel? I mean, I, before they they answer, I want to throw one more name on there, and then um, Mikhail, I want you to jump in. Um, there's a possibility because they were saying Monica was wearing colors similar to Blue Marvel, so there's a possibility that it could also be Adam Brashear, the Blue Marvel, which is a very obscure another obscure character. So, I mean, M- Mikhail, what what do you think by, by that? Okay. Uh, well, I have to. Uh, I might have to pass on that one. I'm not sure about uh, the Adam or whatnot when it comes to that. To be honest, you said the Adam. What, what's that character again? Um, Adam Rashir, um, aka the Blue Marvel. Yeah. The Blue Marvel. I think I've seen images of that one there, but uh, I, I'll pass that till I, I find out more about that. Who else want to take care of that one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jordan, you want to take it? No, man, I don't want to take it. I don't even know who, like, I'm not even familiar with Blue Marvel. So I was so the worst person at Tag. I'm the one I, that I just, just lost you to the match. So do you guys think it was Reed Richards then? The highest, <laughs> the highest, yeah. highest person at the table? Everyone's saying Reed Richards. They, yes. they might introduce Blue Marvel at some point because he is, uh, based on what I know from him, he's one of those characters that, like, was in the superhero limelight and then was told not to be a hero once he revealed his identity. Um, Cause in the comics, he was, uh, he was a hero around like the sixties or, or whatnot around the civil rights movement. Turned out he was black and they were like, mm, can't do that. So that he had to uh, rescind like being uh, a hero for a while until I would imagine like if they're trying to bring him into the MCU until now when they need him, uh, I forget the name of the guy um, who was like, I think one of his best friends turned uh, like real uh, big bad guy enemy kind of thing. But if he ties in with that, that's a possibility, but I don't think that's where they're going with this yet. I, I have to, um, yeah, I have to um, put a little bit spank on that too as well. I think that, um, you know, um, they want the only reason they never do MCU movies or introduce any new characters is to sell comic books, and and then the only way and the only thing they do is they stay safe, they stay within that frame of mind. Everybody knows Spider Man, everybody knows uh, the X Men, everybody knows Captain America. You know, get the. I don't really see any point of uh, bringing out this blue Marvel character in, in any way. That's just my opinion, if anything. But um, yeah, I, I really can't see at it least not it yet. Because they've brought, they've brought up obscure characters. Remember, yeah, before the, the Avengers, galaxy. before the like, Avengers, yeah, I was, was going to say Guardians, Guardians of, the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. Before the Avengers, as we know them, were a thing. A lot of these guys were like BC lister, like you know, not selling, 
you know, big toys and you know, other right. cases. No I one would have thought. I, <laughs> no one in their right mind would have thought twenty years ago that Iron Man would have been the dude on the front of big movie posters. You know, yeah. destroying yeah. the box box office. And this is the and this is the age of uh, um, pushing diversity out. So maybe you might be have a point there. I think, yeah. if anything, Blue Marvel might be more introduced in the Captain Marvel, the second Captain Marvel film, as an introduction to the character versus trying to introduce a character like that in WandaVision with everything else going on. Right, so. there's way too much going on for, for that to happen. Right. I mean, I, I, I agree with, with what you guys are saying. The only reason why I would say if, if they decide to make this aerospace engineer just like a named character and not just a random aerospace engineer that she knows, uh, and I would go with Blue Marvel because I think Reed Richards is not going to show up on, on the big screen. I mean, on the small screen. He's, he's not show, he ain't showing up on Disney+. Plus. Uh, there may but, be, but he doesn't. But know? he doesn't have to show up. No, no. they literally <laughs> just him in name, and we will know when he comes later. No, but even if they did bring in Adam Brashear, like they could potentially just bring him in as Doctor Brashear, and he does his thing, and that's it. And then down the line, we d- we have the we have Blue Marvel. Like I would think we would they would do that with an actor that we may or may not know who he is because I know in the comics he's much older. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But we could have a younger version of of Doctor Bashir because we're going to be dealing waters. with this. Yeah, we touch the waters, and I know because this is going. These are the uh, the <laughs> this is going to be the, the age of diversity in Marvel because that's exactly what they're doing. They're they're going full gambit on it, and we know that Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to deal with a black Captain America, and so they had to get U.S. agent. So them bringing in someone else. Uh, to to you know bring in that bring in that diverse that MCU desperately needs could do it and they kind of just building him up as like this you know scientist that's there and then has like a secret or or does something but you know we'll see mm. I don't know but uh you know <laughs> so I true. feel like I, I kind of feel I, and, and I'm gonna go out the frame here a little bit but I kind of feel that you know um including with WandaVision, like you guys mentioned earlier, that, you know, Doctor Strange is somewhere in the background and they're going to introduce the, the you know, the, the next new movie. Mm-hmm. I feel, I kind of feel like, you know, um, you know, with her bringing back like the X-Men version of her brother or whatnot and things like that nature, I think that, you know, um, you know, things are going to go out of whack in this series. Like, you know, Wanda's going to go crazy and start thinking, bringing so much other stuff around where I think what's going to happen is that um, Dr. Strange is going to come in and say that, you know, we had a deal. I think he made the deal with, with uh, WandaVision. I'm going to throw that out there. I'm not going to bet money on it, but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to throw that out there. And then he come in and then try and clean up shop and be like, yo, we had a deal, da-da-da-da-da-da, and whatnot, and, you know, mess that up. So I'm going to come train you, and then I'm going to show you we're going to try and fix this with the whole going in- to the multiverses. Going the multiverse in the in the comics, at one point, um, Wanda went so out of control that Doctor Strange did have to stop her, and like try to help her with her powers, and until he eventually just had to put her down for the most part. I smell cameo. I mean, do you think that possibly she's going to hit the pinnacle of her power in this series at some point, and then she's going to become the villain for Doctor Strange, and he's going to have to fix her in that movie? It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Like that last episode might be like she's hit the height of her power and Doctor Strange has to show up and fight her. And then well, in that film, he kind of kind of reigns her in and then they start fixing everything. I mean, that's just a possibility that's came well, out. You know, that's what I'm I like you know that. what, Lensada? Yeah. If you if you look at the end of the first episode, the credits and the 
writers and artists that they thanked in the credits on the first episode, mm-hmm. it gives you a hint of what storylines they drew from. And one of them was Avengers Disassembled, where Wanda was the villain in the story. And that was the story that led into House of M. Because in that story, Wanda killed Hawkeye, showed her that she has the powers of resurrection because she resurrected um, Jack of Hearts before she blew him up. (laughs) She killed um, Vision. Um, And the way she killed Hawkeye was crazy. He he, he basically blew himself up in trying to stop a fake scroll of Vision that she conjured. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, Um, that's that's the thing. I think she's going to be the ultimate villain and then lead into the next film. But I, I, there's so much there, of course, with the whole the whole X Men thing. I know you guys are familiar with the House of M. You know, no more mutants. I think I'm there's going to be more mutants. I want to know more. The- I think there's going to be no comma more mutants, and I think this is going to be the origin point of kind of setting all it. those things up. Because like, here's something I was, and this is me just juggling out a crazy idea, right? So I'm scrolling. I'm like, they're always saying for the children, for the children. And the first thing that popped in my head, even though it may not be perfect, is children of the atom. And that's the yeah. thing that popped in my mind for the children. And that's going to be that origin point of the mutants kind of spreading and at least something sparking with her. So that's what popped in my head, children of the atom. And, uh, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Deadpool is confirmed, rated R, yeah. and he will be in the MCU. MCU. Yeah, I have said years ago, with uh, I think it, uh, it was in passing with uh, with Pete actually, but in passing that uh, Doctor Strange, all you need is Doctor Strange and um, Deadpool to get mutants. Like all Deadpool needs to do, and someone said it was him just to be like, oh, is it just me or did everyone else come with me? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like once that happens, we can like everyone's there, kind of thing. Yeah, and it, it would be. Uh, I know we talked about it last week, but it would be one of those things where they were kind of there, either unaware that they had their powers and they, their powers emerge, or um, now that we're seeing um, Wanda pull people in and and mess with reality to like take parts of other universes and make it her own and make it her own special world i think that that would be the other way yeah yeah you think so somebody I do... has the reality stone i'm sorry to cut you off but you think no, someone no, has so the reality no, no, stone? Let's go, let's go. uh so the as of as of what we know them the stones are destroyed right mm-hmm. but um if i'm not mistaken uh Seabass, you might want to correct me on this one the stones have been known to like come back in the in, yeah, even I after being so. destroyed I think we confirmed it last episode with Pete Rosado. So, yeah, that, so yeah, and, even, and even after, even after, even after being destroyed, right? So even after being destroyed, they'll come back. I think that Wanda is taking the form or taking the place of the Reality Stone right now. Like she's the that's mm. where her powers come from in the comics. She's reality warping and that her hex magic kind of thing. But right now, as we're seeing it in the MCU. She's the living embodiment of that stone. I agree. I think that's a. I think that's spot on. Um, because I mean, even, I mean, because even with the young, the young, I always forget the girl's name who was in uh, Thor, the one who's the the scientist. Um, uh, Darcy. Darcy. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, she's already alluded to this whole hex thing and it tying to her because she calls it. Oh, it's a hex and all these hexagonal shapes and 
and she gives it to Wanda. And then when Wanda walks in there, she's kind of like, I mean, remember when she walks through that field, the whole thing becomes red. So Mm -hmm. I think that that whole embodiment thing is a very big possibility that that's her hex power. I think I think her powers originated from the Mind Stone. I think the, uh, the like the Mind Stone was able to unlock her powers. But I don't think that uh, the Mind Stone is still giving her her powers. Right, right. I agree. They're they're gradually changing, and like again, this reality because of what's happened is think, officially changing. Because technically, yeah. I think the Mind Stone, like what what it did for a Vision, it gives you like and unlock uh, your potential. It can it can open up like so many possibilities for you. Once that happened for Wanda, and then like she got hit with like. A, it was a wrap. There was there was no way to like uh, turn off the turn off the floodgates. Right. Yeah. Yo, I'm loving all the comments that we're getting tonight. Yeah, man. You can see we got a lot of fans and a lot of speculations. I'm loving all of that. But um, Tom, what was the subject you wanted to touch up on? I know this oh. is one that you wanted to. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, right before, you know, I agree with everyone in regards to Wanda being the the villain, potentially a villain in Multiverse of Madness, because we do know this facade is going to fall, and that's not going to be good for anybody especially when the reality of that her brother is dead and that vision is not coming back you know sayonara paul bettany you've been amazing and it will <laughs> it will you know create uh it will create a tie that we're gonna see in like the movies until i don't know uh, an hour for paul bettany i really don't I hope not i hope not and this kind of leads to my next point when we talk about that confrontation between wanda and vision that that i i've i've like Paul Bettany, that was like the best Paul Bettany I've seen as Vision yeah. in that scene. And I thought it was really interesting that uh, <laughs> <laughs> they definitely did come for Jordan. We appreciate it, though. We appreciate it. Uh, you know, one one thing I did notice, too, is that we're seeing a more emotional Vision. I think it may have to do with the fact that he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know who he is. But I think it's a nice twist on the fact that when vision does come back after he's killed it's west coast avengers and he's all white and has no emotion so just kind of a flip-flop and we definitely see it here and seeing their confrontation between the two of them when it's like real wanda and real vision going after each other what did you guys think about that that scene okay for me like okay I, I'm, I'm just gonna jump like th- one of the things that was throwing me off about the whole vision and before they showed her going into that building i thought she was literally just manipulating his dead corpse because i thought when remember when when everything is going out of whack she throws a photon right through and then she looks at vision and vision is like just the old vision we remember with the stone pulled out of his head all white Right. And I was like, oh, that's the real that's how he really looks. And then she kind of like shook her head and it came back. So I thought that meant that she was just manipulating his corpse and using him um, just to kind of that's what I thought. I thought she was almost kind of trying to trick herself into thinking that this was really happening. But that totally went out the window when I saw all the emotion driven from vision. And she said, you don't this is the first time you've ever talked to me like this. So that was interesting because he's never showed emotion as 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 a a creative you know being and so the fact that he showed that i that emotion i thought it was good i think he did a great job with acting that role and showing that kind of newness of the character coming back to life in the sense that this was the first time he's ever exhibited emotion and it had to come to a certain crux or a a very volatile situation for all of that to come out so i just thought her reality like getting like out of control of her like like, like, like you're thinking maybe it's because of her, everything is going out of whack in her mind that that's why he went out of whack. Right. 
That would I don't know. That it, it could possibly be. It could possibly be that. Um, or she's had some semblance of control, and now because everything's going out of whack, even she looks confused because she's been controlling everything. And this is why I said something in the background happened before we got to WandaVision of a deal being made. And then everything starts going out of whack. And that's where that's why everybody's like, oh, Mephisto and all this. I'm like, I don't know about Mephisto. That's a big character to bring into a small yeah, series right? like that. <laughs> so could it be? Maybe. But if, to me, if you're going to bring in Mephisto, you got to bring him as bad as possible to, to, to do that character justice. Even Dormammu was done better than that. You know what I mean? Well, James, James touched up on a good thing. He's like, um, basically, it's the theory of nightmare, which we have touched up on in a previous episode, mm -hmm. that there's a possibility of nightmare. And it could possibly be that Dottie is nightmare. We don't know yet. Oh, go, go, yeah. Go ahead. Um, or this could all be a nightmare. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead, Mikhail. That'll be that'll be messed up. That'll be like the Walking Dead theory that like, yeah. picks up in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or, we do we do see that. Oh uh, no! Well, I, I, if it, it was if there was a true confrontation that's going to go between Wanda and Vision, I believe that you know uh, Wanda would always win because I really think that she has really major control. She did lose control when things get out of whack, as you guys put it, and with emotion, um, you kind of lose control. That's why. Everybody was just, you know, like vision was like going like all emotional, like you guys say, you know, um, that was just corresponding toward that because she was losing control. But you bring up a good point with the whole thing with, um, you know, maybe she's like pulling strings on, on vision's corpse body, but mm -hmm. you never know. I, I, I still think that they're going to be utilizing this show to bring back vision into the MCU because they, you know, it's a popular character. I don't think they really want to end up staying dead. And I, they also show evidence of things actually living outside of the the re, of that Wanda reality you know, era. So then, so I really think that once they leave that area, like say Vision and also those kids, because I hear there's a comic book story based on those kids. I really think that they could actually still exist in this reality in the MCU. But um, those but, are actually her. Like someone said, like those wouldn't be her kids because she made them. But I think the minute that she thought it, and she literally put that, put them in her belly, that was it. They're, those are of her physical they're, they're kids, real. Right. made, manifested, and like granted, like they have you know the abilities to age themselves up in the second third. They both have some semblance of a uh, control over their own reality. Though I think only Wiccan has her powers, and then Speed has uh, Pietro's, Pietro's power. Yeah, you know. So I really think that you know um, that uh, when it, I, I really think they're going to do like do a flip script. I don't know. Maybe I might be wrong, but I you know they can still do another glitch, and then in the next episode they act like nothing really even happened with their whole confrontation. I mm -hmm. think that's what's going to happen. It's going to do another glitch, and then go right back to the, when she gains control back again. I, it's, I've been watching Bates Motel, <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm I'm really getting into this whole per, uh, multiple personality trait, and I really think that Wanda is going through this kind of way of personalities, and you know, and everybody is just a chess piece of her personality, and and, and to this whole re new reality that she created. But I really think that she doesn't really know what she's doing, but a darker version of herself inside is really doing it. Hmm. She just don't know. But we're gonna. I mean. 
I'm keeping on with this theory that we are already getting the introduction of the Young Avengers. It's been spotted in oh, Ant-Man yeah. with oh, Casey Lang. 100%. We now have Speed and Wiccan, which again, um, were our Wanda's kids and our manifestation of her powers. And um, yeah, we're getting Kate Bishop. But I was going to say, like, Speed is a manifestation of Pietro's powers, where mm-hmm. Wanda gives him Pietro's powers. Um, we have to keep an eye out for Hulking, Hulking, Hulkling, Hulk- Hulkling. Yep. We have to keep an eye out for um, what's his face, uh, Patriot, and then we already know that um, Kang the Conqueror has been casted, mm-hmm. and he has a big thing, um, big role in Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, we already know Miss Marvel's been casted. Um, yeah. We already know America Chavez has been casted. Yep. So these are things to keep an eye out for, which I, it may be a TV show, it may be something bigger. Who knows? Um, but um, I, I think they'll I think they'll try to do something like the Runaways, where they'll try to make it a TV show like kind of thing. Yeah, let's hope that they won't do like the Titans, though. Let's not do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, do you like? Here's something. Like, do you think that I don't know if you guys have seen the cartoon? Remember when they showed Ultron come back for the Avengers, and they had the Young Avengers there? Mm-hmm. Do you think they're gonna? I, play I haven't. I like, haven't. like, do you, yeah. See, yeah. Do you think they're gonna play on that? Like, pull from that story a little bit because it could really fit because you have all of these characters coming back, all these Young Avengers and these legends, of course. And they're gonna have would have been trained, and by that time, Ultron might have developed into a more severe, vicious character. And then that's what's gonna. I mean, they could play on that Young Avengers aspect. Mm -hmm. It's Uh it's it's there. I think they they what we're going to get with the Young Avengers um, because um, it's different, like how they did it in the cartoon. These are like Mm -hmm. versus what they did in the comics because um, you had Iron Lad. Right. who was very much a younger version of Kang the Conqueror, which is like, if we end up seeing Iron Lad, we, we definitely know this is going this route. Um, and you may see them pull elements from the cartoons mm-hmm. of those young mm-hmm. heroes of introducing and trying to build that up. Because like right now, um, we know that Kevin Feige is in a basement somewhere. <laughs> He's Peppa Sylvia in it yes. with the red uh, board and all that, with the red yard day, and everything all day. All, day. all, all the faces. stuff. All the they down. gave him new toys to play he has, with. He has a plan to like Phase Sixteen. I, I yeah, can he, quote he it right can. now. He definitely yeah. has. And um, we're gonna see more nuggets come with because immediately, like. We got Falcon and Winter Soldier coming out. We got Loki. Um, All roads are leading to Doctor Strange. Yes, we're going to see some X-Force possibly because, you know, Deadpool has introduced them and killed them. Thank you, Deadpool. Yeah, (laughs) there goes Shatterstar, right? (laughs) And and James pointed out um, Franklin Richards, which, again, Franklin Richards. That would be way down the line. If we ever see Franklin Richards, that would be guaranteed, like, two phases down. If, yeah. that, if that showed up within the next two phases, I'd be really surprised. My kids will be in high school when we get to there. <laughs> <laughs> like, because we, uh, they, they announced that they're going to bring in Riri at some point, right? R- uh, Riri yeah, Williams? they, they yeah, announced that we are getting. We're gonna, we're, we're getting gonna, that. we're gonna get a Riri Williams. That will definitely happen before, way before we get uh, anything with Franklin. And I know Kelly, we're gonna be having a lot of fan art to draw, bro. Me and you, uh, Mr. McCoy. <laughs> we just need to bring back the conventions. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we can just keep going down this rabbit hole, but we would <laughs> Yes. We, we would we would be remiss if we did not, you know, even just talk about the crazy reveal that happened at the end of this episode. Just yeah. diving in into this Evan Peters reveal. Uh, uh you know, we all we all talked on it, we all talked, you know, little bits, but what what are your thoughts? What do, what do you think is going to happen throughout the rest of the season of WandaVision now that Pietro is back in the picture? Uh, Supreme? 
<laughs> I already, I already mentioned it, and I'm, I'm gonna stay, stand by it. I think this is their way of introducing the X Men into this universe of the MCU. I think it's gonna pay off like nothing has changed. To, um, that guy's gonna stay, and he's a great actor. I love him in American Horror Story. Oh, he's amazing um, in yes. AHS. It, yes. They'll be a fool to throw him away, like a throwaway character. They'll be a fool. He would need to stay. And uh, and it, a lot of people even voted that he was like one of the best to play that character out of the two, the different movie versions mm -hmm. of it all. So um, I think they're going to play it off like nothing has changed. Um, I Again, I don't think... Uh, um, I really honestly don't think nothing's going to happen after that. I think she's going to be very... It's going to be a very... A lot of feels. Definitely going to be a lot of feels. And then and they're gonna play it off like, oh, my brother's here, and they're gonna do that whole comical relief, like, yo, my brother's in town, and he's gonna like eat up all the food, and you know, do all this, and just lounge in the house, and all that kind of thing. And he's gonna be the cool uncle with the kids, that kind of mess, uh, that kind of thing. And you know, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun, it's gonna be a fun episode because last episode was really intense, so they need to make it something where it'll be a lot more like, oh, okay, now to take a breather for now. You think they'll give us a breather? No, 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 they're gonna give you some here and there, but I think with all these fields and having her, her brother come back and all that kind of thing, it's gonna be like you know, a nice, like, all oh, right, I feel happy for Wanda, she got her brother back, da da da. They're gonna do the glitch thing, so the whole thing where her competition well, with, with vision never even happened. We'll see what happens. We'll, well, okay. I want to, I want to add to your theory because I your, your theory is very plausible, not only because Darcy was the key of pointing that out. Wanda recognized that that was Pietro, mm -hmm. but Darcy was like, "Oh, Wanda recasted Pietro," so it's like, "Okay, yeah." Does she right, just right, want right. to have a concept of the multiverse, and uh, is this a way of bringing in some of those actors who played the X Men characters? But Jordan, go Jordan, go right ahead. Um, I want you to get your theory in, and I already know which character you want to see them bring into the MCU yeah. <laughs> and MCU version. We've been talking about that since high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gambit, if they know, everybody trying to figure it out. But um, okay, so when Pietro showed up, I was like, "Oh, cool! They're bringing back the old Quicksilver." When they turned that camera, that was the first time in a long time that my mouth actually dropped wide open. I was like, <laughs> yo, I was like, that's crazy. And I mean, this to me points to definitely bringing back mutants, right? Because he's he's one of the more popular ones from the, uh, the other X-Men franchise. But one thing about this, I think he's going to be an influence on the kid who, you know, who, who eventually develops his power. I think he's going to create a bond and he's going to be training him a little in some way. Um, one of the things that I thought was interesting, though, which kind of lets me know that it's definitely going to be about mutants, was the fact that Vision walked out and said he was reading to his son The Descent of Man. Now, when you read that book, here's um, here's one of the things it says, got to make a way for the homo superior. That's what it says in the first page of that book. So that's how I know he's reading him. And, and he said that it made him cry more. So something's going to be devastating about it. But I'm definitely thinking that's that descent of man was the biggest clue for us to know that the mutants are coming and they're going to be introduced in some way through this series so i don't know i was excited when i saw that it was the good quicksilver you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> not, you not know the human shield. no not the human shield who can't dodge bullets I mean, i'm like come on everybody hawkeye dodges bullets i'm like <laughs> but um you know the fact that you know they brought that one back i was like now, I don't know if they're going to use them permanently. I hope they do. That would be cool to bring a character like that in. But 
I don't know. I think definitely mutants are coming and I'm excited about it. And yes, Gambit needs to have his own film. And he has he needs to be the most epic mutant they've ever created. He has to have three solo films and a, a trilogy just on Gambit. Carry the X-Men franchise on Gambit's back. There you go. Remy LeBeau. Remy LeBeau is is uh uh the X-Men's Tony Stark. That's what it has to happen. Wow. Heard it here. There you go. I'm 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 just waiting for Kevin Feige and Ryan Reynolds to walk up to Hugh Jackman's um house and be like, yep. "Listen, we're gonna bring you back for one more movie. Here's some Disney money." <laughs> no, 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 Ryan, Ryan Reynolds will publicly shame Hugh Jackman just for one for one more ride. I know well, you well, died in that other movie, but you got to come back. We have, we have a loophole. They have a loophole. I think it'll be a multiverse of madness if something like that would happen. It's like it's going to be some quick little short scene, and then he'll pop up with with Hugh Jackman, and maybe something like that. That's my I, I'm guessing, but I essentially know. by by introducing this new version of Pietro or the old X Men version of Pietro, mm-hmm. um, someone mentioned in the comments, um, like how do we bring in Magneto? That once you once you brought in that version of Pietro. We now have all the X Men because you now have Pietro, but you also have Magneto because technically Magneto's his pops, which means that's Wanda's father. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. granted, we may see like these commercial versions, what may allude to be their um, her parents, mm. but we can now start seeing the the whatever <laughs> happens with you know him being the um, the the. I like I like James parents comment. I guess I think I think I always forget who is, who the mom is. I like James comment because yes I I I mean I know COVID affected a lot with what Marvel how they want to do their release schedule. I think we're gonna get origins. Box. Yeah, you've been on that soap you've been on that soapbox a long time, bro. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think with the Eternals we're gonna get an origins of mutants, an explanation of their origin story. Mm. Um. Because if you really look at how Marvel's been playing with the past, like how they've talked about Captain Marvel and that, um, Captain Marvel brought the attention of superpowered people to um, Nick Fury, who started looking for them, and that's how he started the Avengers Initiative. So they've already played with their past. So I won't be surprised if they use the Eternals to explain that mutants have been around in the MCU for a long time. So I think that that's going to happen. And um, this came from this is from you, Jordan. Um, Be be careful with Gambit. You'll mind up with Taylor Kish. I hope not. (laughs) I hope not. I had when I when I first saw you know you know I lit up like when they first introduced it. I was like, yo. Then I saw the movie. I was like, no. (laughs) I was like, no. They just messed them up, man. But hopefully, we don't end up with Taylor Kitsch. Don't so bring before, that one back. <laughs> so we're at that hour, but I, w- I wanna I wanna get everyone to say their favorite mutant that they want to see brought to the MCU. We don't have to name actors because if we try to name actors, you know, that's gonna be forever. But um, yeah, what what else? I mean, we already know Jordan's pick. It, it, it Jordan's gonna go with Gambit. Is like you can't pick Gambit. Actually, we're taking Gambit off the playing field. Pick another mutant. Wow. <laughs> okay, that, no, that's fine. That's fine. You can take him off. Um, I I want to see Morph. Ooh. I would I would like to see more of being you I would like to see more of being used as a almost a spy by Senator Kelly to infiltrate X-Men and stuff like that. So that's my that's who I would like to see come back more because that'll be funny. Ooh, that's a pricey take. I like it. <laughs> Supreme. Mm, that's a it's, it's way too many to even decide on. I mean, like I can even go with the bad guy route, but not, but I wouldn't mind the, the whole theory with Magneto coming in 
as her father or whatnot. That'd be like a whole family reunion right there. Can you imagine Thanksgiving dinner and, and at that table? <laughs> that would <laughs> you know? be funny. But, but, uh, um, but let me see. I'm trying to think real quick here. I mean, like, you know, uh, Mystique or even, well, not Mystique, but um, now nah, I'll stick with the whole uh, Magneto theory. I think that'd be kind of cool to see something like that. You know, um, you know, Vision's new father-in-law coming home, come to the house. That'd be a nice sitcom story right there. You know, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Law, who you want? I am going to go the villain round. I'm going to go Mr. Sinister. Oh, I feel yeah. like he's such a dope villain that if we got him in the MCU, it'd be just like the perfect chef's kiss of like, oh, now we have like some, like it doesn't always have to be Magneto. It doesn't always have to be Senator Kelly. Now we could be like, oh, we have the other, you know, side off characters. That'd be a perfect way to uh, introduce Apocalypse down the line. And Gambit, just saying. And Gambit, <laughs> and that, absolutely, absolutely uh, he, he's the one that helped Gambit uh, tame his powers. No. Yeah. Well, he 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 locked his power up for for because he was too powerful. He was like right. out of control. So uh, that'll be dope for him to have. I think they should connect those two. I'm with you. Thank you, thank Tone. you, Law. See, that's what you get. <laughs> yeah, Ellis wants a mega red. I, yes, uh, yeah. that'll yes, be yes, yes, yes. I agree with you one hundred percent. But um, and James wants Bishop. Let's go. I agree with you too, Tone. Which one do you want? Come on, get your X Men. Uh, I mean, you know, it's already. It was sadly, unfortunately, terribly done. But I want Apocalypse. I want MCU Apocalypse. I want to see what the. I want to see what Kevin Feige can do with with him and seeing, you know, the abilities and, and, and everything. I'd be so excited, but I would like to see Sabretooth. Um, I'm Ooh, big, yeah. That movie was trash, but Liam Schreiber is Sabretooth. Yes. That was, I was one. here yeah. for it. I 100%. was here for it a hundred percent. I mean, they don't have to cast him again, but I would really like to see Sabretooth. I would love to see. I mean, I already got my my Juggernaut played in Deadpool. <laughs> they did Juggernaut justice. It, it, even though Vinny Jones was okay, he just was a watered-down version of the Wish version of Juggernaut. Well, now we're that's getting we Doom got. Juggernaut, you know. So. Yeah, that, well, that's a, That's another thing. But um, I would love to see the MCU Kevin Feige get Blink. And I feel, and the reason I say Blink is because with Blink, you get Age of Apocalypse storyline, but you also get the Exile storyline, which Exiles was yeah. a multiverse oh, hopping right. team. Okay. Look at that. That's I, I like that. That's dope. Okay. But, um, okay. We're at that hour, so I want you guys to plug away. This is the plug hour where we plug you away. Um, <laughs> Mr. Supreme, we will start with you. Go right ahead, brother. Plug yourself oh, just away. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. And I'd like to appreciate you guys for inviting me for this for this evening. All night, I should say. Um, it was fun. It was a real blast. I really enjoyed it. Um, thank you for this. Um, but just look me up, Night and Day Anime. Just add in. You know, I'm on Instagram and I'm on YouTube and on here on Facebook. Every Tuesday nights, I do live drawing. You hang out with me, watch me do a drawing. I just drew uh, Vision and Wanda earlier today. You can come. You go to my Facebook page and check it out. And um, you know, I'm looking to get some more followers on my Instagram. So Night and Day Anime. Just, that's what you got to type in. Night and day. Not day and night. Night and day. And Jordan, give us the plug away. Come on. Okay, Let's here we go. go. All right. Home. So, real <laughs> reviews with SOC, Servant of Christ Ministries. We examine film through the lens of Christ, through the Christian faith. Uh, you can look at my uh, link under this uh, description box here under the name Jordan Ortiz. Uh, we go live every Monday at 8 p.m. And we review film. Uh, we just finished reviewing Into the Spider-Verse, which is one of my favorite comic book movies actually done on, on screen 
ever. So we just did about two and a half, two hours talking about that film. So, you know, guys, just go on there. You can check it out um, and make sure we're trying to hit a thousand subscribers, which is the magic number we all we all want to hit. Um, yes. So make sure you guys go ahead and just subscribe, like, share and all that good stuff. And I want to thank you so much, Sebastian, for calling me from the past and having me come on <laughs> reunited and it feels so good you got me singing now but um if you guys are not tired of hearing me law and tony's voice you can check us out on the medusa cascade podcast for in beyond studios it's a dungeons and dragons podcast i play a fun lovable asshole by the name of kyver um law lovable. plays an awesome ranger by the name of zex and tony lovable? is fighting people as a paladine named Galahad. And by that, I'll make sure We're you guys We're changing subscribe. his name to Galadad. I'm, Galadad, I'm yes, it's, yes, it's gonna, Galadad. It's, we it's have to be, do it somehow. You have to listen somehow. I'll, I'll take that more than tiny. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you guys can also, again, um, join us next week. Well, we're going to be live tomorrow. Special episode with Michael Gracia. Um, we are doing a creative series speaking with Michael Gracia. He is an artist um, who is also the host for Get In Tune. So we're going to be talking to him and celebrating his birthday. Don't tell him that I told you nice. to come by and wish him surprise. Um, and <laughs> next week, we have on the 16th, The Nerds 100th episode. That's still so fucking mind boggling to me. Congratulations, Thank guys. <laughs> Thank you. Between audio recordings on our podcast channel, which you can listen to some dope audios, some dope interviews, Law and Tony picking on me because, you know, I do love being the butt of every joke. I love you guys. Hugs. <laughs> doing this in person. Yes. I, oh, us doing this in person too. We have videos of us doing this in person. Um, so yes, make sure you guys check those out. But a hundred is next week. We want to welcome you guys to the party and all that. So this has been another dope episode of Vince Round. This is your boy Sebastian. It's your boy Law. Anybody tone from across the hall. Be safe. Good night. Peace out, everybody. Peace.